0: So my name is Craig Howard, and for those of y'all that don't know me, I am doing my internship for uh, Perkins School of Theology here at Lovers Lane. And uh, I'm in my fourth year on my Master's of Divinity and graduate in May, and I'm super excited (laughs) to—it's a long journey, and I'm I'm, I'm ready for a little sleep. (laughs) But my role here at Lovers Lane is to as part of the evangelism and discipleship ministries. And what I do is try to get people find their faith walk and then connect them with small groups, missions, whatever works for your faith walk. So if I haven't met you and that's something that you're interested in, I would love to visit with you sometime. So Our culture, we kind of live in a culture of fear these days. We hear of terrorism, North Korea, the school shootings. I mean, one of our sister churches just this week, Arapahoe UMC, their windows were shot out because they were taking a stand against gun violence. We live in fear. Here at Lovers Lane, we've um, we recently had an event called Parkland Moves Us, and I think it was a great event because it brought people with differing views together to come and have a civil conversation about what we can do. This week, I ran across a Facebook post for one of my friends, um, and. I'm going to share it with you today, and I will tell you, they have given me permission to share this. This is why things have to change. From my three-year-old's mouth. Hey, Daddy, I practiced a lock drown drill today. You have to hide and put paper over the door because the bad guys are coming. It was really dark in our room guys, this is a three-year-old. They're doing lockdown drills and telling them about bad guys. This hits me to the core. I have a two-year-old, and I can't imagine him coming home and saying that this had happened with him. You know, growing up, I was in an environment, and I'm sure like many of you, where we played outside throughout the entire neighborhood all day long. And then we came home when the streetlights came up. That was the rule. A couple of weeks ago, a woman posted on Facebook that she was proud that her kids could play out in their front yard without any supervision. And you know what? She was chastised for it. Because we live in fear in our culture. You know, when I was in junior high, uh, my family and I—we had been to a church pool party, and my sister's a little bit older, so um, my parents and I were in one car, and my sister had driven home in in her own car. But it, it had gotten dark, and we had pulled in, and I had realized that I had left my shoes at the party. So my dad left us there and drove to go get those shoes. So it's just me and my mom. I was playing in my room, and my mom decided to get ready for bedtime and was taking a shower. About this time, my sister comes in. She uh, drives into the back alley and pulls into the garage. And as she's starting to get out of the car, another car pulls up behind her. And she hears, Get out of the car, little girl! Well, obviously, this frightened her. She jumped out, ran inside, and made a beeline for my mother, who was still in the shower, mind you. (laughs) And she goes, someone's in the garage. And my mother's first question was, did you lock the door? And my sister said, well, I don't know. So here's my sister and my mother, who's dripping wet, running through the house... And they pass the front door. Well, our door, um, it had glass in it, and it's kind of one of those silhouette doors where you can't really see through it, but you can see movement on the other side. Well, my mother stopped in her tracks because there was movement over there. And she starts screaming. About this time, I'm realizing that something's going on, and I come out of my room, and my mother yells to me, Craig, get me a robe, R-O-B-E. Well, she's dripping wet. And I hear, get me a rope. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, what do I do about that? I don't know where to find a rope. Well, I come back with a baseball bat. (laughs) So my mother is standing at the front door and she's got this baseball bat and she says, I'm telling you, I'm here with a baseball bat, and you walk through that door, I'm going to bash your head in. (laughs) Well, the silhouette disappeared. The police come. We're out in the front yard. And the car drives up. The door opens. Out comes my sister's boyfriend and his friends. You can imagine the mouth chewing they got from my mom. (laughs) Needless to say, fear is around us all the time. It's just part of our lives. A simple joke turned into a fearful event for a family. So our scripture reading today comes from John chapter 10, and You can either pull it up on your phones or bring out your Bibles, but it will be on the screens for you. At least I think they will. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's not it. (laughs) Okay, I'll just read it for you. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his loving voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus reiterated, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me, they're just thieves And bandits. But the sheep don't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief, on the other hand, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy and remove your joy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. So we're just coming off of Easter. We've celebrated the death and resurrection of Christ. And it's a wonderful experience for us. We in modern Christianity, we understand a concept of the shepherd being the gatekeeper, that that in order to enter into life abundantly, that we must come through that good shepherd. But in biblical times, this was a little bit different. They, They wouldn't quite have understood this concept. This would be something new for them. And Jesus has to tell them just twice, and I still don't think they get it. But there's something that Jesus is addressing in in the scripture. And he talks about the thieves and the robbers. And so we need to talk about who are these thieves and robbers? And to understand that, we kind of have to look at the scripture within its context. So just before this, in John chapter nine, Jesus has healed a blind man. And the blind man is got all this great joy within him. And so he runs to the temple and he goes to tell the temple leaders, this man has healed me. He has to be a man of God. Well, the religious leaders, instead of getting into the joy with them, they actually rebuke him and they kick him out of the temple. Now, the sheeps and the shepherds, this is kind of an analogy that we're going back to uh, from Ezekiel. So they would kind of understand this idea of sheeps and shepherds. And so I want to read from that passage to kind of give you an idea of who Jesus is discussing When he talks about the thieves and the bandits, God's message came to me Son of man, prophesy against the shepherd leaders, the religious leaders of Israel. Tell those shepherds, God, the master, says, Doom to you, shepherds of Israel, feeding your own mouths aren't shepherds supposed to feed the sheep? You drink the shepherd's milk. You make clothes from the shepherd, you drink the sheep's milk and you make clothes from the sheep's wool and you roast the lambs, but you don't feed the sheep. You don't build up the weak ones. You don't heal the sick. You don't doctor the ain't. Injured, don't go after the strays, don't look for the lost, instead, you bully and badger them. And now they're scattered every which way, because there was no shepherd, scattered and easy pickings for the wolves and coyotes." the thieves and bandits. Jesus is talking to the religious leaders of Israel, the religious leaders of his time. Have you ever felt that the thieves and bandits are after you? I know I have. We just heard this morning that there's a group That feels that constantly kicked out of their homes. It's not for the thieves' glory, but for their own. It's not for God's glory, but their own. You see, thieves look out for themselves. The Good Shepherd, he looks to bring all joy. So, who would be a modern day thief? Who would be someone looking to steal joy? For the man who's down on his luck, who's found himself in homelessness, and goes to find worship, and someone tells him he's not welcome, they become a thief. For the woman of color who goes to find worship, and someone tells her, You might be more comfortable in an African American church. That person, they become a thief. For the abused woman who God encourages. To leave and go find her God given joy, and someone tells her that divorce is a sin, they become a thief. For the woman who is ordained by God to preach the gospel, and someone tells her, You should know your place in the church. They become a thief. For the man who was created to love another man, and someone tells him who God created you to be is sinful, they become a thief. Thieves look out for themselves. The Good Shepherd looks to bring all joy. So how do we find and live into God's joy? Into the joy of the good shepherd? Well, first, we've got to go to scripture. Jesus is, yes, our death and resurrection. But Jesus also taught us while he was here on earth taught us how to lead a good and holy life, to live into that abundant joy. We also have to pray. Before Jesus went to the cross, he told his disciples, I'm leaving my advocate for you. The Holy Spirit guides us. And when we go to prayer and when we go to scripture, we allow God's message to come to us. We have to worship. We're here in crosswalk worship today. We have to come together and praise God. But worship is also about community. It's about building each other up, about coming together to celebrate that abundant joy. We have to serve. You heard about refuge at Austin Street Shelter today. They're out there serving. When we do this, this brings those who may be less fortunate A glimpse of God's love to them. And we have to witness. Guys, God has given us this abundant joy. We can't hoard that joy, we must share it with others. Thieves look out for themselves. The Good Shepherd looks to bring you joy. So, fear, it's in our culture. But can I tell you, people want God? People want, they seek that abundant life. And it may not be in so many words, but we we see it in our movies, in our television, in our music. So one of my favorite songs is uh, Pink's What About Us. Anybody else like it? Okay, okay. Let me just say, the music's amazing and the beat, I love that. But when you listen to the lyrics, it shows us the longing for Christ's love within it. We can go to secular music and find the longing for God. So I'm going to share these lyrics with you today. And I've taken a few small liberties so that we can see God within that. But for the most part, these lyrics are pretty close to verbatim what... Uh, the song says, and they're going to be on the screen for you as well. We are searchlights. We seek in the dark. We are rockets looking up at the stars. We are billions of beautiful, beautiful hearts. And the church sold us down the river too far. We have problems that we want to be solved. We are God's children that need to be loved. We were willing and came when you called, but the church fooled us and enough is enough. Sticks and stones, they break our bones, but we are ready to hear of God's love. Are you ready to share it? It's the start of us waking up, but we are ready to hear of God's love. Are you ready to share it? Oh, we want to give up control. We want to let go. We want to fall into Jesus's healing arms. Now is the time to let go to let all know of God's healing love. We are ready. What about us? What about love? These look out for themselves, but the good shepherd, he looks to bring all joy. Jesus has brought us a message. He wants us to know there are thieves and robbers and bandits among us. And now, while the church, in all of its humanness, makes mistakes, because we're all human. God is still within the church. That is one of the things I love about Lovers Lane. We live into our mission statement of loving all. We have tons of refugees from the church. And we have people who have found a place where they can serve, where they can witness, where they can worship, where they can pray, where they can come together over Scripture. The church is still good, but Jesus' warning is there to help us remember that we Only find abundant life through that good shepherd that guides us. Thieves look after themselves. The good shepherd, he looks to bring all people joy. The entire world, joy and abundant life. Will you pray with me? Holy and precious God, we thank you for that gift of abundant life. We thank you for guiding us and leaving your advocate for us. God, we pray that in our daily lives, just as your scripture has told us, that we don't hear the voices of the thieves and bandits, but instead we hear that loving voice from you. We pray that we will share that abundant life with others. and we don't want to hoard it. Help us to help gift others with that great message from you. For it's in your precious and holy name we pray, amen.